the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome back, or welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. I have. To get this working again. Feels like it, yep. So our number, 308-8867. I, I'm keeping my stuff packed, just in case. Uh, just, right. Yeah, you're a smart man. <laughs> Had a little technical uh, difficulties yeah, last year. got it worked out. Last He's a classical engineer that uh, he realizes when char- he needs to charge the batteries. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty simple thing. So, all right, 308-8867, 308-8867. Give us a call and uh, be a part of the show at 308-8867. It's a pretty day out here at Mill Burgers. Uh, nice, uh, uh, nice day, lots of color and uh, things to enjoy. And uh, so we encourage you to come by and ask your gardening question in person if you like at 308-8867. And if you just want to get something to eat. Mm-hmm. Y'all notice that they've got corn and Fredericksburg peaches yeah. in the front, in the stands That's out right, there. Right, yeah. I went so and they uh, got a real good corn. I went, I went and had a chat with uh, the peach person over there. Okay. Well, did and, you say uh, they, what varieties they, they Yeah, they were, they were talking about the uh, really unpredictable, erratic crop that's... Yeah. A lot of the trees just didn't respond, just like our backyard peaches yeah, we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, I was amazed that they've got what is this? Well, no, it's middle of June. I guess, I guess you could. Uh, hmm. Uh, that that's surprising. The middle, you know, you'd think maybe they'd have some early peaches, and if they right. But we're also talking about the hill country, which is a little right. different. So, and every every peach orchard is a little situated a little different. And when you're right on the edge of having enough cold weather, some of them will be will have. Yeah. Some crops and some won't. Did so. they mention any varieties that you recognized, or did you ask? No, I didn't. Ask. I just, I just uh, uh, told her that that's the, all the closer I wanted to get. I raised peaches for twelve <laughs> years, and then <laughs> yeah, they change they change varieties so much. Uh, I I used to go up and ask. I, I recognized things like red skin and and June gold and and uh, La Feliciana and a few things like that, but they've got so many new varieties now. Well, and I haven't I seen spring gold. I had that. spring gold and June gold is what I had, and I haven't heard yeah. anybody say oh, anything okay. about spring gold for a long yeah. time. Yeah, 
I never was real happy with spring, though. Well, it was a small yeah. peach. But if you did, early. if you thinned it, like, you know. But who does that? Well, it was tough. <laughs> I mean, you had, to, you had to invest a lot of money to get the, get it thinned. But uh, until the Chilean peaches started coming in, the investment could bring really good returns yeah. because of a peach that was uh, nearly golf, uh, nearly uh, tennis ball size, yeah. certainly got a lot more money than one that was golf oh, ball yeah. size. Could you, did you see Big Spring go? I mean, did you, uh, back when you were thin, and uh, did you actually see, I, I never saw a, I didn't see uh, a cons- tennis ball. I didn't see a going, I didn't go. see a consistent crop. Yeah, I saw it. I saw a few individual, but quite often that was on trees that got frozen. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And have, so there was like they were self nine trees, <laughs> nine beaches on there. Yeah, know. it wouldn't matter. If they were watermelon. Yeah, they size. were hard to size, but uh, the varieties now. I still like Florida King. I, I don't, that that seems to size real good. Well, and it seems to be reliable uh, and, and attractive. Yeah, uh, peach. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And good to eat. I mean, it's it's a good early peach. I mean, sweet early peach, uh, and with some size. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, doesn't have a lot of defects. You know, not like June Gold has got the split pits and yeah. So. Well, anyway, it's a it's an interesting business uh, trying to raise peaches. But anyway, they had a lot of peaches. They have a lot of peaches at this stand. So if you want some fresh hill uh, uh, country peaches and don't want to drive all the way up there, they've got them right here in front of me. And the color, yeah, the with, color looked with good. With sweet with sweet co- with corn for sale too. Hmm. So that's you could almost make a lunch. Yeah, you could. Except, except Mel, Milton's kind of lunch. Milton went and got himself a lunch. I got a hot dog. Hot dog oh. with, with all the trimmings, man. You should have <laughs> got us some peaches, Milton. Oh, they weren't there when I uh, walked. Uh, they just oh, got here. Oh, they weren't? No. Uh, mm. Okay, they were. Sorry. <laughs> all right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, give us a call. Don't forget the Top Tomato Contest is coming up next Saturday. So we'll probably be talking about that next Sunday, too. Uh, but for more information, go to MillbergerNursery.com. You can find out the categories. The time is 1030 to uh, noon to enter. Uh, you may not get your tomatoes back unless you stay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, two categories, large and small. Uh, $50 gift certificate for second place. First place gets a $75 gift certificate. And then there's also the largest tomato by weight. That's a $100 gift certificate for them fat tomatoes. And uh, we've got a, one of the uh, other two divisions, the cherry or the regular, will be picked as the top tomato, and you'll win an additional $50 gift certificate. So, And you don't have to be real elaborate in your uh, presentation, but uh, Jerry mentioned bring, leave a little piece a stem on there. That's important. And uh, the more uniform your three examples are, the better you are. You know, don't just because you love this one big one, don't have one big one and then two little ones. See if you can yeah. have three medium-sized uh, Kind of representative of the variety and blemish free. That's right, and and then uh, the other thing is the uh, lettuce bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That that sometimes that that's where 
you can really take advantage of uh, the situation because they're most of us concentrate on the tomatoes. No. Uh, but if you got some, you know, if you got some nice cucumbers and uh, squash, uh, green beans, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of things out there that you can can be harvesting and making kind of an attractive packet. Now, Jerry was also saying uh, you got uh, you can use a refrigerator. So if you got specimens that look really good now, say they're and you know they're just starting to ripen. Yeah. You, you could you could pick them so that the birds and the bugs don't get them. Right. Put them in the refrigerator, and then just the day before, two days before the event, you can let them ripen a little bit more on the counter. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of little strategies that are relatively easy to do that really give you a better chance to win. And then everybody gets ten bucks. Just for entering. Just yeah. for coming out and entering, and you get a ten dollar gift certificate that you can use that day. So you can buy flowers. Yeah. It? Is that okra over there? I see. I bet that. I bet that's okra. It does look okra. like yeah. It's certainly better looking than my. I'm I'm having trouble. I wonder if other gardeners are out there. I'm having trouble getting my okra to take off. Usually, about when it gets warm like this. Usually, if it's been yeah. Fighting hard to germinate, and it's above ground now. It'll really take off and take. Did you over. have trouble germinating, getting it to germinate. I did, yeah. I wonder if we had old seed. Uh, I don't know, you know. but it wasn't just the seed I've got. Uh, it was some. I had some, well, you know, several year old seed. Oh, but, okay. Uh, then I then I got some fresh from you, or uh, but usually usually it, uh, you know, you get enough. It doesn't take very many. Uh, no, okra no, plants to no, fill up a, no. a garden space. So. They get they get sort of big. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And Trace is up here on the porch with us, and you finally get to talk about your uh, snake herb. I get to talk about <laughs> snake herb. Yeah. Why uh, do they call it snake herb? Don't 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 come up with it. That it repels snakes. I, I can't imagine that it would repel. Uh, I don't I don't have a good answer to that other than uh, it's a sprawler, so it only yeah. gets. Uh, Probably full grown here. Maybe six, snakes eight along the ground. Snakes along the ground is my guess. Uh, it's grown uh, nat- natively uh, on hillsides where uh, where it would trail down. Uh, it's supposed to get about a foot foot and a half wide. Has a beautiful purple flower on it. Uh, it is a, again <laughs> a Texas native, and it is in the sauce package. So uh, okay, it's it's an unusual looking. Foliage almost looks like a coastal rosemary with a little purple bloom on it. And we don't know what to yeah, use for. Since it's an herb, do we know? Do you cook with it? Or? I, I, I'll find that out for the next uh, next round of time. <laughs> and talk about but, the uh, right. yeah. I was going to ask package. the same question. The sauce package. If this is part of it, what else is part of it? Uh. <laughs> I can bring you one of the sheets, but there's all kinds of things, and, and we do have most of them with the little toppers on them. Uh, scattered around, so some of them have butterfly toppers, some of them have sauce packages. Well, and some of them are both have both. Some of them like are the both. Tropical milkweed so, over there yeah, really the, look good. The nice butter, specimen. Butterfly weed is on there, and those are on sale for four eighty eight. So Oof. yeah, those are that's great price uh, so, for big. Uh, so you can actually uh, get your sauce package done very reasonably priced. But lantanas, six, lantanas, Texas, I think are on there. Uh, Texas red buds. Uh, Ooh, that's a good there's one. several uh, mountain laurels on there, uh, wild olive, um, 
I'll bring the list oh, up. Those are good ones. They're, they actually did a pretty good job of picking plants this go around. Did you have trouble finding this snake herb, or is it a common herb? It is a common very herb. hard to find. That's what uh, there's only saying. one growing operation I found that actually had it. Yeah, I've never seen it before. I just wonder, I mean, you know, who came up with the idea to put that on the list and and what compromises? I just suspect somebody for 10 coupons has been trying to get well, that on the list, and they said, it was all on, right, all right. I think it was on the last go-around, too, and we, we couldn't get any. Oh. Uh, but anyway, we do, we have a... What do they say you use it for? I mean, a... <laughs> A ground cover? Low, low water usage areas. Yeah, which well, it's their plain dirt. <laughs> low water used to. But, I mean, do, do they expect it? Is it butterfly attracting, or is it the ground cover, or you think? It says or? ground cover, but then it's also only supposed to be a foot, foot and a half wide, so you'd have to plant plenty of them. Mm-hmm. I imagine the bees, it's got a kind of a tubular fly. Well, not well, I, I suspect there's some uh, listeners out there Tube checking flying. it out or going to give us a call, yeah. let us know what they Snaker. know about it. Well, yeah, we, so we need to look any, in this. Anybody familiar with Sally the Wasowski's book. Know, yeah. uh, well, we're we're, doing, good news we're doing a little Google in here right now. Yeah, Milton's, my, my Milton's fingers are walking across the golden yeah. keys. Stumbling. There we go. Okay. So have you still got plenty of Esperanzas left? I didn't walk. I I do. Um, There's quite a few gold stars. Uh, We do have, not on sale, but we do have one of the uh, dwarf varieties in stock. Oh, good. Um, And a couple more varieties coming this week of the shorter ones. Yeah. Here's a Arizona. Pipevine swallowtail there. Yeah. Pipevine swallowtail was in the lantanas and now is over on the uh, butterfly weed. And you've got native, some of the native butterfly. Uh, I've weed. got the uh, tuberosa, tuberosa, four and a half inch pots. I still got about four or five flats of that. So, that's yeah. a so what are we trying? Orange one. Well, he what? wants to know what it's used for. Oh, what, yeah. What do they say about it? It's we know the low water. It attracts butterflies. Deer there resistant. There you go. Does it uh, attract oh, butterflies? Resistant. Well, it says minimal. What does that mean? Minimum deer resistance. Minimal deer resistance. I mean, some some places they'll eat it, and some places they won't. <laughs> but, yeah, the, but the butterflies like it, it, so that's a plus. Uh, conspicuous flowers. Yeah. Yes. See them right there. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Erect, upright, coarsely hairy, with multiple, mostly unbranched, square stems. Rigid leaf. This is from Wildflower.org. Uh, linear, oh, narrowly, safu. Spatu- spatulate? Spatulate? Mm. Okay. With fringed edges. Pale lavender to purple, two-lipped bell-shaped flowers occur in leaf access uh, late in spring, summer. So that didn't tell us what it's used for, though. I'm looking. Well, uh, the fact that it's maybe a little deer-resistant or may not be one of their favorite plants is a, is a good deal. Yeah, if you got a, if, or if you got a slope, yeah. you want to fill it. Was a, a lot of times those slopes, dry slopes, don't. There's not a lot of competition, and this, this might be able to provide a ground cover, have some blooms for butterflies, and and get away with uh, without getting eaten by the butter by the deer. Let's see. I'm looking for some other stuff. So, 
Um, yeah, you got to put plant in there somewhere. Oh, know? okay. That's why you're coming up with snakes. Well, I know, but uh, we talked about the Texas star hibiscus. That's, it, that's it, a good it, one. The way this reads, it says red or white flowers. Have well, you got the white flower? I do. I got right. the the white flower, the red one. Now, not on sale. I do have some more grandes that look real nice. Whoa! All right, more grandes. You bet. That's your favorite hibiscus, other than uh, well, well that's, that. that's the botanical gardens. Uh, the flare logo. I, Dorothy gave me a, a flare, and I'm just amazed how much that blooms. Oh, uh, a pink flare. I mean, a uh, a flare. Okay, red. Flare. Yeah, the, Dorothy okay. can propagate it. I don't. I she just handed it to me and said, "You'll you'll love this," and I have. So, yeah, that's my favorite flare, and and, the, and there's a there's a peppermint flare too. There, uh, this one this is, is evergreen, red. according to the. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's to peckerwoodgarden.org. Peckerwood. That's what it says. Yeah, that's over around Houston. Okay. Uh, so that's a drought tolerant, cold hardy, low maintenance. Uh, use it as a ground cover. Nah, it is not an aggressive spreader. So it won't take over. I guess not. Um, it does not attract snakes. I oh, just good. That. Okay. Does not attract snakes? Yes, yes. It does not attract snakes. <laughs> any well, better than it any repel them either. Any better than any other ground cover. Uh, <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, what, what we're talking about is uh, the Snaker. the Saws coupon program uh, for this time of the year. And if you want to take advantage of it, uh, your Saws customer, you go to the Saws website. And of course, Millburgers has all the plants, and they've got some really dis- neat displays. You've got one of each kind of look, you can see what everything looks like, and then then big, uh, large quantities of each one with uh, special labels on them so that you can uh, get a different kind of perspective uh, looking for the plant. And the idea here, Trace, is what? To uh, remove or... 200 square foot of grass, uh, capity sprinklers. Uh, you have to plant 15 plants on the list. Um there are some trees, so if any, any of them are trees, the tree would have to be a five-gallon or bigger. And in the perennials, it's one-gallon or bigger. And the idea, 15. The idea is you wouldn't get all the costs of the planting taken care of, but you'd get, you could get a po- good portion. Well, they, can, they, can, they could get pretty close on the plants okay. if, if there's thrifty shoppers, uh, but they do still have to put two inches of mulch over the whole thing when they're said and done. So... Um, I would expect to pay something, just not yeah. necessarily a whole lot. Now, they don't emphasize uh, the fact, but the, the easiest way, to, to my mind, to, to remove 200 square feet of uh, turf is to spray Roundup on it. That's their suggestion. Oh, good. Okay, and then you can just use that as part of the, you can plant right into it uh, as it's killed and then put the mulch right on top of it. And that's certainly much easier than digging out all that sod like we used to do in the old days but uh lots they've learned lots since the first coupon and then here at millburgers they'll give you uh, other kind of advice uh, how to take advantage of the of the program and what do you do you get the plants and then you then you call for an inspection 
when you finish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they automatically do some percentage of inspections to make sure that the that they're the right plants, that they're gone to the right house, and that the mulch is there. Cool. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. Let's take a break. While we do, give us a call and be a part of the show at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, start your maters. It's time for the Millburgers Top Tomato and Best Salad Bowl Contest for the spring of 2017. That's right, June 17th, 1030 to 1215. Check out the Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. Bring in your best tomatoes, and you may win a great prize from Millburgers. You might even be named the Top Tomato. The first division is the Cherry and Smaller and the Regular Size Tomatoes. Then there's the Biggest Tomato Based on Weight. Then one tomato will win an extra prize as you win the best of show champion or top tomato. So there's lots of prizes to be had, lots of fun. In fact, Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate to use that day just for coming out and being a part of the contest and having some fun. So check out MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. MillburgerNursery.com where you'll learn about the upcoming top tomato contest June 17th at Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Here's the phrase of the day, opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com, 210-881-5700. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. Nature lovers in San Antonio and Central Texas are very fortunate. Nature is all around us, and we have the opportunity to fill our world with birds, butterflies, and more. And guess what? It's easier than you think with the help of Wild Birds Unlimited. How? Wild Birds Unlimited nature stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, Wild Birds Unlimited makes nature wishes come true. Let's say you want a feeder that attracts a certain bird or one that keeps squirrels away. Maybe you just want to sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds will help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. What else will you find at Wild Birds Unlimited? Just unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited nature stores with three San Antonio and shirts locations like Braun Road in 1604 or call 375-3611. That's 375-3611. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, congratulations on 20 years of excellence in the home building business. Well, thank you. You know, San Antonio has been wonderful to us and we love our clients and uh, love this town. 40 awards? Yeah, 40 plus awards. 
summit awards and state awards and uh, one presidential citation, but our ultimate reward really an award is happy clients, satisfied customers. What's the key element that sets Robert Custom Homes apart from all the others? You know, integrity first in all that we do. You know, building a quality home is everything to do with your integrity. You know, what happens when the homeowner's not there? You have to make decisions every day to complete a wonderful home, and to do that, you've got to have the integrity to make the right choice all the time. I've got several wonderful superintendents that have been with me 10 plus years, but um, I'm out there quite often on your job site making sure that things are being done to our standards and the standards you expect from a luxury custom home builder. For your next home, think Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how do we get a hold of you? You can reach us on the web at Robert, that's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net, Robert dot net. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Well, we're getting into hot, dry weather, and uh, and uh, tomatoes are ripening, and there's stress on the plants, and... A lot of people growing them in containers, uh, you know, they're drying out, and even though they come back after they water them, that, that's causing stress to be on the plant, which seems to uh, we're starting to see invigor- some... invigorate the spider mites. Yeah. Oh. We're seeing check. Right, Milton? Yeah. Stupid spider mites. <laughs> now, your, your tomato that, that succumbed to spider mite damage was in... Was it in the ground or in a container? Container. It was in a container. Yeah. And uh, I know how judiciously you water, so you probably never dried it down, right, Milton? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. But anyway, the spider mites took him over, and uh, Neil Spears got a got a deal uh, in in his uh, a column this or questions and answers this week uh, in the newspaper. And uh, and he also did a write-up on his newsletter uh, that uh, uh, that came out this last week. So uh, spider mites are showing their early hit, early early signs, or late signs, I guess I should say, because uh, when the when the plant gets loaded down with fruit, it kind of stunts its growth or whatever. And the spider mites, as the, as the temperatures get hotter and hotter, they they double their population every three days. So uh, uh, you can start out in the spring with just a limited uh, spider mite population, but by this time of the year, um, they they can take you. They can get, kill a plant, and he's actually got a picture. Uh, in the paper that he labels that it looks like a horrible outbreak of spider mites has affected these tomato plants. And, and the, that's that's a pretty good guess from a picture. And uh, the good news is, or in, in, in that same article, Neil mentions the fact that we're, um, at the end of June, we're generally done right. with our spring crop. So, right. so it's, you know, you just take advantage, you harvest what you can, uh, pull off everything before then, and then you replant your fall tomatoes uh, in Ju- July, third week in July. Jerry and I talk about it, or second week. I think Neil says 
a little earlier than that. Yeah. But uh, so he said, do note that fall tomatoes are planted the last week of June or the first week in July. Now that's mainly for the for the uh, north, uh, north Dallas, and yeah, up in that area. Because we we've got folks that plant in uh, August and s- still do fairly well if they use the fast varieties. And I I, guess, I suspect we'll have some recommendations in terms of uh, of the uh, heat setters and the s- smaller fast producing tomatoes to grow along with your favorites. Right. Grow tycoon and celebrity and red deuce and then. Uh, Get, you know, if you can get BHN 968 and uh, the uh, other surprise t- tomatoes, that we don't know exactly what they'll be this year yeah. for the fall. But the uh, uh, Surefire used to be one. Uh, but what we're talking about is those smaller, little, like, tennis ball-sized tomatoes right. that set or determinate, and they set their fruit fast, and you're ripened before you. So we're, we're switching gears now. Uh, we're we're working hard on tomatoes to get them to beat the heat. Pretty soon we're going to be planting another crop. The idea will be to beat the cold. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's hard to believe when it's ninety ninety five yeah. <laughs> degrees every day. Well, and that's that's why we go through the bit of a uh, torture trying to convince people yeah, in the fall. To it's, do yeah. fall gardening. Yeah. But. Uh, one th- one thing we've got this year going uh, that I want everybody that participated, uh, and and I think you're in the same situation where you've got some of that tasty lee, that new tomato variety that yeah. hadn't ripened its fruit yet. Yeah. And uh, the foliage looks pretty good on it, doesn't it? I mean, oh still. yeah, the foliage looks good. The fruit, so loaded with uh, fruit. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a, it looks like it's going to be a good heat setter. Yeah. Mine are, mine are... Uh, it's out of check. Florida, so it should be. Yeah, I've got a few that are t- tennis ball size already and lots of golf ball size fruit. So hmm. I'm looking forward to that kind of taking up the slack after yeah. some of the others are, are finished. But anyway, uh, this spot... Uh-oh. Am I going to have to run that rooster off <laughs> So that So that, squ- that squirrel that was sneaking up behind you didn't didn't bite you? Yeah. No, the squirrel didn't bite me, but the roosters bothered me. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> my brother used to raise hell about that rooster. Said, You're not going to believe how loud that rooster is on the radio. It's pretty loud. And then the trouble is... Uh, that the show is has a delay, so then the rooster hears himself uh, seven seconds later, and I think he gets angry about that. Should I should I walk him away? That do what? Should I walk him away? I'll I'll, I'll ask Get him to leave. Get a and pop him in the head. No, I'm we'll not. Eat, we'll have him for supper. A supper tonight. But anyway, he's get back bad. to the he's get back to the spider mites. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get out of here. Call that rooster. <laughs> Go away, rooster. But anyway, I was surprised with Neil's uh, uh, answer about, he said, if if you see those the spider mites, they are mites, and I honestly don't know if you can save the plants at this point, not not in not from the one in the picture. You would have to, have to apply general purpose insecticidal 
insecticide, but these should have been sprayed two or three weeks earlier. Now, um, in the greenhouse, we haven't, because a mite, a spider mite, is not an insect. It's a mite. So we used to have miticides on the market, one called Kelthane, and Neil mentions that, that, that used to be effective against uh, uh, spider mites. But they've taken that off the market. But uh, I, th- I think the best strategy now, uh, a few years ago, and uh, people still recommend uh, the uh, seaweed, liquid seaweed. And I, th- I think you and Steve Brown used that for a while. And yeah, we have. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to tell whether how yeah, much help it is. Yeah. It certainly doesn't eliminate the um, spider mite populations. But no. The, the, the claim was that it would slow, slow them down, down, and it slow may do that. the reproduction that. cycle down. Yeah. May so do you, that. Can, you can try some liquid seaweed, but I think probably the best common sense practice is to just about every two or three days just go down there and spray the heck out of your when you see the the effect you you see some uh, signs that you've got a, a very light spider mite infestation now the signs are specks on the leaves by the, by the time they look like they did in this picture in the paper uh, it's over. I mean, uh, they're they're too thick. But when you start seeing specks on the leaves and the leaves turn yellow, uh, did you see these? Did you see the specks on the leaves? And the yellow leaves. And the yellow leaves. Yeah. I think about every two days. Uh, every two days, go in there and wash them down. And wash the plants made- down with a hard spray of hose. That makes more. It makes more and more sense if you're, if you take, uh, taking keep in mind that, that what you're trying to do is just extend the season. Yeah, that you're right. expecting. What is it? The middle of June. You'd like, to, like to maybe give them another couple of weeks. The tomatoes a couple of weeks to, uh, to produce what they can and to ripen what they can, and then, then your expectation is you're going to pull the plants anyway and plant some new ones. Right. How much time, Jerry? Uh, we also have to mention that uh, spider mites, they uh, hide in everything around the garden. So, oh, yeah. So weed, you, yeah, you want a weed-free garden. And then you, when you pull your plants, if your compost pile is within a 100 feet of the, the vegetable garden, for sure, you want to put those in, your, uh, in the garbage can, those plants. Yeah, right. Or in the green, the green recycling. Yeah, the organic. Right. Right. Hey, we got James on the line at 308-8867. He has some questions about tomatoes and peppers. 308-8867. Hi, James. How are you? Oh, just fine. How y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, I had a question for Dr. Jerry Parson. Uh, All right. He's here. Oh, great. Um, you sent me some seed for that... Uh, that the keen and uh, grew grew them last year. Everything's all right, and then uh, they they set fruit, and we planted them again from that seed this year. Now there's uh, okay. and out of about I don't know sixty plants, 
about ten of them are yeah. not. No, oh. they're not the same plant. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they, you're you're dealing with a genetically different population. Uh, what you say they're not the same plant? Are the are no. the peppers? What what okay, kind of the, peppers the did Barsons, you grow them with? The Parsons. Oh, there was scorpions, uh, ahicitos, oh. uh, ghosts. There's a bunch of them out here. Um, the Parsons Bikin is an erect, um, like uh, olive-shaped pepper, and the ones that came from that same batch of seed, they're uh, they're pendant, lantern-shaped. And they are hot as the devil. They're only about two <laughs> inches long. Yeah, they've crossed with something else there. Okay. They they uh, cross readily, but yeah, but you save the seed of that one if you like it. And oh yeah, uh, man! It, about ninety five percent of it'll come back true to that type. Okay. And you don't so have to. Got, you don't. You don't have to isolate them no, that no, much to no. get the, almost all the seed to come way, right. way you want it. But right. you can't have them right next to each other and not expect the seeds. Yeah, it's not it's not like citrus. Tomatoes and peppers are are uh, largely self-pollinated, but you can't. Well, it was get them a happy happy mistake because the the peppers from whatever cross it was uh, are. They kind of look like a Tabasco, but they're they're not Tabasco shaped. But they kind of look like a Tabasco, but they're they're habanero hot. No oh, Lord. So uh, well. that's just fine with me. That's uh, <laughs> great. Okay, so you you can develop your own strain of yeah. Well, of, that, of. now they're asking me what do you what's what's the name of this pepper, and I don't have a name for it. So well, name it James. After, name it after your mama or your yeah. wife or your uh, or name it after yourself. And whatever you name okay. it, keep a straight face. Uh. All right, uh, I got one more question. Okay, um, Jerry, you were talking about that Winsall uh, tomato a month ago or so, and uh, my family tomato, yeah, from Tennessee. All that is is a uh, is a pink ponderosa that's been right. Selected and selected for many years for uh, uh, more production because that 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 regular ponderosa you hardly get any tomatoes off of it. That windfall oh, is, that right? is, is a ponderosa, pink ponderosa that's been upgraded or whatever the word is for you know trying to make yeah. make it better. Is it you've got some? No, well, I can get some seed for them. I, it's too late this year, but I was thinking about putting some at the end of the row next year. Well, they they have not been productive for me in Texas. Uh, in fact, when I first came down here, I, I tried some with the commercial tomato growers, and uh, it went went the way of these uh, heirloom tomatoes, where they grow. It grows a big plant, indeterminate plant. Yeah, if you're into foliage. Yeah, into foliage uh, with very, very little fruit. Okay, in if you're in a commercial. In Tennessee, they load it down. They load it down. In a commercial time. setting, the, the heirlooms are real sensitive to fertilizer. And they might have, yeah. you can't you can't push them heirlooms that hard or they'll do exactly what you said. So I was going to okay. put you in the, in the early tomatoes next year, just okay. two or three plants and see how they did. Good deal. If you so, get some fruit, bring me one and let me reminisce. Yeah, well, 
We got high hopes for it. I, my old man used to grow ponderosas back in the Kansas uh, 50, 60 years ago when I was just okay. a little one. And I always yeah. remember that was the best tomato I ever had. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting started with them again. Okay. Well, uh, the, what what we were doing around in Tennessee with the Winsall is uh, it, it's a rough tomato. You know, like a lot of those heirlooms are uh, really got a rough-looking fruit on it. Yeah, and, they're lumpy uh, so and bumpy. And- yeah, lumpy and bumpy. Uh, but what what we were what the growers would do, the local growers would do, would always try to select seed from a smoother fruit, nicer fruit, as well as maintain the winds all seed. But it is, it is a pink tomato. Thanks, James. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, we'll talk to you a little while. we got to get moving on. Good luck to you. Because Greg is on the line at 308-8867, Hey, Greg, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Greg, you still there? Greg, can you hear me? Greg. Greg. Oh, Greg. Greg can you hear Greg. me? Uh, there yeah. you are. Good deal. Yeah, we got can you. Can you hear me now? What's going on, Greg? <laughs> can you hear me, Greg? <laughs> I can. So my question is this. Uh, I I picked my I pulled up my potatoes, and what I want to know is, is there a cover crop I can plant on that till it's time to put a fall crop in? I don't want to put another vegetable or anything there right now. Well, the fastest cover crop, at, well, and it's not that fast, uh, depending on if you're going to wait and plant broccoli, it would be uh, cow peas or black-eyed yeah. peas. Southern peas. Southern peas. And then uh, you you don't you're not growing them necessarily for the peas, or but you can use them for green beans. You can use them for basically a, a green manure cover yeah. crop, and so when you when you get ready to uh, when you get ready to plant tomatoes in 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 August or or if you wait till August uh, July August, or if you wait till you plant uh, broccoli and things like that in in uh, September, uh, you just just shred them down and and plow that uh, green manure, beans and all. Yeah, they they work well for us uh, in the classroom garden program. You know, the kids left in May, and you didn't want it to become all Bermuda grass. Yeah, which so is you, going to be, yeah, be so you planted anyway. the southern peas, and they, I mean, they'll cover. You 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 won't see the the soil through a southern yeah. peas, and so it, it really accomplished what you were trying to accomplish, and lasted until uh, the fall. Of oh yeah, yeah, the fall. And sometimes, sometimes they're fast enough you get some peas off of. Yeah, especially if you're interested in using them like green beans, you know, or uh, you don't, you know. Well, I guess if you let them get. Mature, you can get them as uh, dry beans too. But uh, I always like them best when they're yeah. Does that help you, Greg? Beans. That's a that's great. That really helps. So, do I need to put a structure up, or do, are they more like little bush beans? No, they're they run along the ground. They're 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 going to vine. Yep. They they would you could move them. You could grow them up a structure, but uh, I just I just let them run. Yeah, they're so happy just to have some sun and some yeah. soil that they they'll take advantage of whatever you give them. 
Get a cream. Great. Get Thanks a cream so tea. They're good. They're good Thanks. to eat. Fast producer. Cream. Cream ninety. I think is a good one. Thanks, okay. Greg. You take Thank care. You. Did the customer come up here that had the citrus tree with the? No. The, okay. Well, he didn't want to be on the radio. I told him just to come up and wait till you arrived. Yeah, we would. We would help. But him. he had pictures of it, and it was a. Uh, uh, grapefruit, and it had the inverted colors. The, the veins were yellow, and the surrounding tissue was almost normal. The leaves. Yeah, the veins were yellow, and the surrounding tissue was normal. I don't know, because I blame I've been blaming everything on the freeze yeah. damage and the vascular system weaknesses. So, but I don't. But that, I don't think that's the citrus greening you're thinking about. I, well, I didn't know, so I figured I would have him come look at it. No. I, I mean, uh, all the leaves that are way? No, just, just the a, older growth. Just the older growth, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that can, a magnesium uh, a mag, mag, magnesium deficiency can what? show up that way. Is it in the ground, Trace? Yeah, it's in the ground. That's what it is. Hmm. You use, uh, use something like... Uh, uh, Most palm foods will have a good chunk of magnesium. Right, right. Epsom salts, I guess. Yeah, magnesium sulfate. I'll go see if I can find him. Yeah, and send him back. He doesn't have to be on the air. All right, 308-8867. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. 308-8867 is our number. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, start your maters. It's time for the Millburgers Top Tomato and Best Salad Bowl Contest for the spring of 2017. That's right, June 17th, 1030 to 1215. Check out the Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. Bring in your best tomatoes, and you may win a great prize from Millburgers. You might even be named the Top Tomato. The first division is the Cherry and Smaller and the Regular Size Tomatoes. Then there's the Biggest Tomato Based on Weight. Then one tomato will win an extra prize as you win the best of show champion or top tomato. So there's lots of prizes to be had, lots of fun. In fact, Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate to use that day just for coming out and being a part of the contest and having some fun. So check out MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. MillburgerNursery.com where you'll learn about the upcoming top tomato contest June 17th at Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Mike Gallagher is fed up with the Trump bashers. When I listen to people, colleagues of my, ooh, he shouldn't tweet. You don't think he knows what he's doing? Well, but you know, that's not protocol. Wait, he's not protocol. He's the proverbial bull in a china closet. It's who he is. My gosh, I'm so fed up with these haters. And the haters come in all political stripes. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 8, right before Dennis Prager at 11 on 930 a.m., the answer. Let's go eat. Okay, but I'm really tired of those same old places. Yeah, me too. Hey, let's go back to that cute rustic place on the vineyard by Natural Bridge Caverns. Oh, yeah. Let's have a quiet, romantic dinner. This time, let's save room for the cheesecake. Okay, I'll have that cold smoked black peppered ribeye. 
Don't forget, they have those great Texas grass-fed burgers, Texas red snapper, wonderful salads and appetizers. Count me in. We can start with a glass of Texas wine and stroll through the vineyards. The best part is we can afford to get a great steak without breaking the bank. Oak Valley Vineyards, not just a special occasion restaurant, an all-occasion restaurant. Come out, enjoy the relaxed and rustic atmosphere and the excellent food at Oak Valley Vineyards Restaurant and Venue. For reservations, call 830-980-8033, oakvalleyvineyards.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing, Bubba? I'm surprising Mom and Dad, dude. You know how this old tub of theirs is a hurdle to get in and out of? So I'm gonna unhurdle it. Make it their own walk-in shower. Uh, you might want to put on some goggles. They're gonna be surprised, all right? Just like when you put that moonroof in their car. You're right. I should have asked first, but I'm gonna save them money. Let me tell you, Bubba, this is what's gonna happen next. We're gonna call Genie Bass Systems because they're gonna save thousands of dollars over the other guys. I'm still doing it. Plus, Genie Bass System has a special offer right now where mom and dad will get a free vanity, plus they include the flooring here in the bathroom. I'm still doing it. And all of Genie Bass System products are made here in America. America? What's the number? Call Genie Bass Systems at 210-739-1372 and ask about the free vanity plus the bathroom flooring online at GenieBathSystems.com. All right, I'll call Genie Bass Systems, but I'm going to put a big screen above the shower so I don't miss any of my NASCAR. Bubba, you need to finally move out. GenieBathSystems.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We'll go back to the phone lines in just a second, but I want to mention that Millburgers carries the organic line, Nature's Creation, uh, and they carry a product they recommend called Cedar Repel, natural insect repellent. chemical-free, has a nice smell to it, easy to apply and long-lasting and made for kid and pet safe in mind. Now, here are some of the uh, insects it talks about it repelling. Mosquitoes, fleas, roaches, uh, snakes, scorpions, chinch bugs, beetles, slugs, ants, and a three-quarter cubic foot bag will cover 3,000 square feet. So you get a lot of value with this as well. So when you come to Millburgers, take a look at Cedar Repel from the folks at Nature's Creation. Nature's Creation is kid and pet safe. Alright, 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. So Jerry is answering the question off the air about the citrus. We're going to talk to John at 308-8867. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good and have a show. Good, good. What's going on? That last caller y'all had about the cover crop reminded me of something I've been meaning to ask y'all. Some folks I talked to over in East Texas use red clover as a cover crop. And I was wondering if I did that, am I going to regret it down the line? 
Like, has it well, gonna, is it going to go to sea, and am I going to continually fight it later on, or will it be kind of like Elbon Rye? Well, is it, uh, are you, what kind of soil do you have? Are you in acid soil, or are you in alkaline no, it, soil? It, it, it's in a raised bed garden of mine. It's, it's good soil. Yeah, I don't, um, we have trouble getting the clovers to grow at all here, so I don't think you'll have to worry about it being a ongoing problem. Um, you can, if you can get it, uh, he's worried about, uh, he's talking about the East Texas where they use clover, uh, the red clover as a ground cover, and I was, he's yeah. worried about it taking over here. And No, it won't grow here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the summer. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like our heat, doesn't like our soil. And so yeah, but, you might you get a win, well, you might get a winter crop on a good uh, if you're on good soil like you're talking about might get a winter crop but you won't have to worry about it being a permanent or recurring thing. Yeah, no. What yeah, I was looking at it was for this fall. No, the in, in the fall in the fall we use a vet uh, a winter rye. I'm sorry, cereal rye. He's elbow yeah. rye. Yeah, I, 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 I use that, but they were talking about they mix it with the Elbon rye. So I didn't, I didn't know. I've tried Harry Vetch, but I it have a hard time getting it to sprout. That's right. Well, when we were when Malcolm Beck, I'll say we, when Malcolm Beck was doing the uh, evaluations of all the winter cover crops, he tried and he loved vetch and uh, and planted some of the vetch, and we actually uh, we actually. Found a vetch, a white vetch that we liked, uh, that would grow fast and uh, and, and everything. But uh, we couldn't ever get the seed. There never was enough seed on the market. I think it was called cassava, cassava, cassava vetch, white vetch. But you can't get the seed of it. But anyway, uh, out of all our tests, and and clover was among them. Uh, the, the and and what what you use what you're looking for on a winter cover crop is uh, organic material. In other words, uh, uh, what, what's the term? Uh, you're lo- you're looking for uh, green manure uh, stuff. Green, green, you're looking for green the green manure aspect of it. Now, of course, people say, well, clover puts nitrogen in the soil and vetch does too and things like that but uh what 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 puts most of the nitrogen in the in the soil are is the breakdown of organic material which of course it takes nitrogen to grow organic material and then once it breaks down it releases nitrogen but the nitrogen uh from vetch and and uh, clovers are uh, slow to release well well it's just not worth it because they they don't grow fast enough. Whereas vetch, uh, yeah. you you can, uh, but you said you've used vetch before. You know to shred it down uh, thirty days yeah. and work it into the soil. I, and you may, you may you may yeah uh, the uh, in Tennessee we mixed uh, in pasture grasses we mixed uh, clover or ladano clover white ladano clover. And um, and a, and a uh, grass grassy uh, cover crop. Uh, I've mixed but, the uh, vetch with. I've mixed the vetch with the uh, silver uh, cereal rye. rye. It, 
But the but the rye takes over and grows so much faster than the veggies. There you, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 yep. explaining it to yourself. If you want organic material, which is what you're after with a green manure crop, and Malcolm, like I say, found this out uh, 30 years ago, that uh, that uh, that rye or rye, and it's also hardy. Uh, it won't freeze <laughs> like uh, oats will. Will those peas put nitrogen back in the soil, or is it just mainly for organic the matter? Pea, the, the peas will, okay, I'll, I'll go down a short diatribe on this nitrogen in the soil. Program. People always think when they use a legume and uh, that, uh, that they, the legumes actually take, take nitrogen out of the air, which they do, and they put it into the soil. The, the, the way you can get nitrogen... Which they quickly from, use themselves. Yeah, which, which they quickly use themselves. So the way you can get uh, nitrogen from a legume, the way you get the most of nitrogen from a legume, is, is, is reincorporate re the organic material such as the stems and the seed. Uh, I, thought, I, th I think I did a write-up on that. I'll have to look that up. But uh, most of the nitrogen that's fixed uh, by the rhizobium are is, is the most most of it is in the seed, which most people, you know, on on lagoon on vine crops they eat. You know, I mean they, they eat the eat the pea beans, peas, and uh, the next highest levels of uh, nitrogen fixation is in the stems and leaves. So and and everybody says, well, it's got those little knots on the roots, and so the, uh, everybody envisions, uh, yeah, envisions those nodules as being little capsules of nitrogen. But that's not the way it is. Uh, the the nitrogen taken from the air is used by the plant to grow the plant. So if you want to incorporate the nitrogen that's been taken from the air by the rhizobium. Uh, you've got to incorporate the entire plant into the into the back into the soil. Hey, John, we're just about to run out of time and get caught up with the news. Are you okay? That's yeah, that's good. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. Okay, back good luck. Here, back here, cereal bye. rye. All right, we're going to get to take a break in just a second. When we come back, uh, we'll answer more of your questions. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show. Don't forget to find out all the stuff that's going on at Millburgers. At the Top Tomato Contest next week, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. I'm Milton Glick. We'll be back in a moment for Millburgers Landscape Nursery. On AM 930, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to take your calls. Just give us one at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. 
Now that tomatoes are getting ripe and everything, and uh, I imagine you're having the same problem, we're having trouble with varmints. And that that includes mockingbirds and uh, squirrels and... Woodpeckers? Uh, those Rats? Those sapsuckers? Not sapsuckers, but the uh, golden-fronted woodpeckers. I think you call them. I call them sapsuckers. Yeah, they're golden-fronted. Yellow-bellied sapsuckers. Yeah, golden, yeah well, they're... Golden-fronted woodpeckers are bigger than sapsuckers. Oh, okay. I, I never, I rarely see a sapsucker, but I've got golden-fronted nesting kind of? in my. Well, the golden-fronted woodpeckers are don't don't rely on sap as their main food. They're they're an insect eater, or but they oh okay berries and they love uh, Texas persimmon. Oh, okay. And they go after tomatoes, peaches, uh, whatever is convenient. And then they're they're also uh, the hummingbird feeders. They've gotten used to using <laughs> yeah, hummingbirds. Yeah, I've seen mine. I've yeah. seen them on mine. Yeah, so they're they're very very attractive birds. So the yellow-bellied sapsucker is smaller and smaller. And, yeah, and a little more furtive. Makes the round holes. Yeah, those perfectly straight. Yeah, the, those perfectly the straight trunk, trunk of the tree holes. And uh, so, yeah, so and they got smaller. And he's small. Uh-huh. Uh, Raccoons and uh, possums are getting after the tomatoes, too. Neil had some questions. Said, uh, guy, a lady writes in, or a person writes in, I can't keep potted plants because of all the squirrels in the neighborhood. What can I do? We've had this question several times. Uh, Neil recommended chicken wire collars cut, fit, and folded uh, to go over the tops of the pots to discourage them. Uh, go over the he said he said go over the tops of the pot. Then didn't we come up with the deal where you put the chicken wire actually in? Well, that was for for cats and dogs digging in the flower bed. Put the chicken wire yeah under the soil, or so they when they dug it caught the cloth. I guess you could do that for a pot too. You could cut out a section yes. that were just big enough to go in yeah, especially and then if you, plant through. Yeah, especially if you do it before your containers, you put the plants in. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can you can still, the, that idea of just uh, making a collar of the of the wire works pretty well. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they yeah. don't much care, they don't much care for that. You know, one thing that's happened in my uh, yard, uh, it's kind of anecdotal, but I've got a young uh, red-tailed hawk uh-huh. hanging, and uh, the squirrels have become invisible. Oh, is that oh. right? Yeah, and first first I thought, well, he or she, I can't tell which, must be eating them. But then, then about the time I think that, then I notice that there's, you know, they're sneaking around now. <laughs> when it was just the Westies they had to worry about, they run it across the yard, yeah, the front yard, yeah, and they, yeah. you know, they, they, they have them, the everything, dogs. they know what their limits are, and, but uh, the hawk scares them a little bit yeah. more, more than the, the dogs does. Hey, we've got Evelyn on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi there, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great. How about you guys? You good, good. good. Well, yeah, thank you very much. Aren't you, aren't you my Spider-Mite girl? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> That's what, how, how are they how are they doing this year? Very bad. Oh my gosh! The, the mayor plans to I've been pulling them up. out. I just okay. might pull the rest of them out today or tomorrow and send them all with the garbage man. Did you, did you get any tomatoes? Oh yes, I got plenty of tomatoes. Oh good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was. Evelyn's kind of got the pattern, the, the yeah. program down. Okay. Um, um, listen to your discussion on vetch and cereal rye. Last year I didn't get any planted, I guess, because I was busy, too busy picking pecans. But anyhow, the year before I planted some cereal rye, and when it got, I don't know how tall it got, and I cut it down with the weed eater. Okay. And you left it. Was I just spinning my wheels for nothing? Should I just filled it in right away to do any good, or is it okay to whack it down ever so often? Oh, it, it, it's it's good to whack it down every so often. You don't want it to go to seed. No. And so, uh, and, and if you've been fertilizing your garden and everything, you plant cereal rye about the right time of the year, October. Uh, then, uh, then it it. It has a tendency to grow so fast, like like that gentleman was talking about, and it it'll, it'll want to make a seed head, and so of course you you're growing it. When I first started growing cereal rye, I thought I was growing it for the top, you know, for the green green sub the organic material on the top. So I would shred it down, and I mean shred it in half, not all the way to the ground, and. Uh, then let that uh, green clippings fall, and I thought I was doing some good. But the the main good, the main or source of organic material with cereal is the root system. It's it's a massive, yeah, massive root system. Yes, and it you does. know that. You know that if you wait till, till you get ready to plant to shred it down. And you try to till it, till up. it up or dig it up, it comes up in huge mats of, yeah. of roots. Well, and I've I've told people that, you know, if you if you just if you don't have the good tiller, and it just you know you can't really handle that. But you can actually, once uh, once it's quit growing, yeah, you you can actually plant. In between, it. yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of people use intercrop it. In other yeah. words, plant plant the and that it, it rots in place, and that's that's kind of the same deal that what they do with the cotton too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that organic no till we call it. Yeah, so that 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 works, but boy, you got to have a, you got to have a good yeah tiller to, if, to if chop you, that stuff. If you up. don't shred it down. Uh, 30 days before and let that root system begin to decompose which nobody remembers to do but I, I've actually used cereal rye or albin rye uh, as a uh, windbreak and and you and J- was it James it was yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you could use it as a windbreak and uh, the commercial people especially up in the uh, panhandle and around Lubbock where the Wind blows quite a bit up there, but uh, they'll grow wheat or albin rye or some some sort of winter cover crop, and then they'll uh, they'll kill it with Roundup, kill it with Roundup, and then they plant plant rows in between that, which are, which are, uh, we call no-till 
no-till agriculture. And uh, uh, and that works real good, and it's, it uses standing stems as, as a windbreak. So, uh, yeah, no, you were, you did okay. You did okay with it. Well, I'm planning on planting some this fall again, but uh, I was just wondering about cutting it back like that a couple of times. And yeah, yeah, you need to cut. About six weeks before planting time. Yeah, you did exactly right. You need to you need to shred it down periodically. Ed- and, and another thing people don't do is, uh, of course, if you're in an established garden, you probably got some residual fertilizer. But I used to fertilize mine because I, w- I was trying to get it to grow big. Well, you fertilize big. everything. Man. I think I did, too. <laughs> I used copious amounts of osmocote <laughs> on Syrah. <laughs> Evelyn, Jerry and I were uh, talking about the preventative uh, uh, spray of uh, seaweed extract for the spider mice. You tried that, didn't you? Yes, I did. I don't know. It seemed like that didn't work too good. But I guess maybe I started too late or something. Anyhow, I have one plant of that tasty lee or tasty tea or whatever that new plant is. It's starting uh-huh. to bloom now. Now, so far, that doesn't have spider mites, but I have it in a big container. Okay, wash it down every, every couple of weeks with uh, a couple of days. hard water. Every couple of days, I'm sorry. Yeah. With a couple of, uh, with a hard spray of water. Okay, even before it uh, has any fruit on it or anything? But yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're protecting the foliage. He's trying. He's trying to just keep that spider mite population under control. You know, you're not going to eliminate it, but if you can spray off a lot of the individuals or disrupt that that nesting and uh, production of young, then you you know you get those extra few weeks that you need to, to right. pull that harvest off. I've been spraying this plant about every three days with this. Um uh, seaweed. Oh, good. Oh, okay. She's she uh, doing well, all that hoping, yeah. stuff. Hopefully, I can yeah, that, 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 that's, that. that's working. That's working. All right. Sounds good, then. And all so right. you've got you have you you haven't got any fruit on Tasty Lee yet? No, I got it late. It was about well, it was I think it was yeah. too big already. It was about a foot tall when I got it. Yeah. And so it's just starting to bloom now. Okay. Well, I hope I hope we get to to try it. What size of tomato does that have? It's a medium-sized tomato, uh, probably half a like pound. Aroma? No, no, no. It's bigger than aroma. It's uh, okay. looks like a looks like a, like a celebrity. Yeah. Okay. It's about uh, celebrity. I was, I was thinking it looked a little like a phoenix, but it's mine. Look like it's going to be bigger than phoenix fruit. Yeah. Celebrity, I think that celebrity is a good your phoenix is on the smaller side, is it? Yeah, I mean it's not yeah. a pound tomato. Yeah, that phoenix is the smaller of all those fruits that I have. Yeah, Calvin gave me a, some sample. It, it was interesting. We always tell people to put them on the counter and ripen them. And yesterday, Calvin brought me some uh, individual specimens of uh, of uh, different varieties. And uh, so I noticed some of them were were uh, light red. In other words, uh, just beginning to turn red. Some of them were red, of course, and then other things. But I put them on the counter in the, in an air condition, and this morning they're all red. That's I, uh, what I did. Solid I took red. a I took a magic marker when I picked one. I'd mark it, you know, ATM or whatever, a celebrity, and so I know. Yeah. I wanted to taste so, it in one. 
So did you have did you have one that tastes better? Uh, the new one. H H M eighteen twenty three. Yes, that I think is a milder flavor than any of them. Okay. Uh, the tycoon I thought it was kind of sharp for me. I don't know. Okay, that's that's exactly the results we've been getting. Okay. And since since they're taking tycoon off the market, oh man, wash your mouth out with soap. You've got to you've got to start accepting this. You're gonna to have to start working on. We'll Steve have withdrawal. Brown. We'll have a, a tycoon anonymous plug. Yeah. The rest did, did, Steve kind of Steve Brown will make him the chair. Yeah. Did Steve Brown plant 1823 this year? Or did yes. you make him plant something? Yeah, he 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 has done that. He well, that's how he discovered uh, ty- tycoon. Tycoon. Yeah, yeah. we for, basically forced him. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll try it. And then I saw that he tried the Christmas balls too. I tried that, and that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> your, your birds are smarter than his birds. Oh yeah, the mockingbird was there. They just barely started turning pink, and he was in there. Oh Lord, I'm right. <laughs> but now he's, Thanks, he's got the fig tree, oh. so he doesn't bother the tomatoes anymore. Oh, you got I figs? Had cover, I had to cover the fig tree, so. <laughs> oh, are you are you getting some ripe figs? Yes, I am. All right. Do you know what variety you got? I sure don't. I brought cuttings from my uh, parents' place in Shiner. And it's, oh my it's goodness! A nice big fig. And it, they're sweet. I did try some other. I don't know what it was for my friends over here. It was a really good fig, but they wouldn't do anything for me. And it's just, I don't know, three, four blocks from me. So I don't know what yeah. the deal was. You probably got a brown turkey or something like that. Are, uh, the, are the leaves deeply cut? In other uh, words, do they have big, deep, uh, have uh, long lobes on them? Look like maples. Look like maples. Exactly. That's a good one. Uh, I can't tell you all that. But the brown turkey, aren't they kind of dark? The fruit? The fruit? Yes. The fruit, yeah, fruit kind of. Uh, no, what are yours? Is, this is kind of a yellow. Okay. It's not real small, is it? No. Okay. Uh, there's Celeste, good, which is a sugar fig. Good. All right. Thanks, Evelyn. All right. Thanks for okay, calling, Evelyn. Sorry the mites Bye, got Evelyn. you again. <laughs> All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. I'm glad Evelyn got some tomatoes. Yeah. That's the important thing. And she, she uh, confirming our taste test that mm-hmm. we've been running. Well, but I, I, she's having the same issue. We are, it's hard to segregate those. You know, when Judy starts cooking and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, she... Doesn't matter. Your nice big tomato is a nice big tomato. And, and if they all have a reasonable taste... Yeah, oh, yeah. But if you're going to... Yeah, if you're going to run the taste test, you got to kind of say, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is your different comparisons here. Uh-huh. And take some time to, to think about them. Most people are just enjoying eating fresh tomatoes. Well, that's true. And if you, a lot of our listeners are just getting into tomatoes, and the last few years have had some yeah. success. And uh, I'm just, I'm just not going to worry about any scientific tests. I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> the tomatoes that I've got. Well, I've got them. 
308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Don't forget, Father's Day is next weekend, and you can come on out to Millburgers and get that a great gift. Uh, Millburgers, of course, has all these plants, and uh, there's lots of uh, neat things inside, or maybe uh, uh, just a gift card that Dad can use here at Millburgers where he could get him the, the plants that he wants or uh, supplements for the garden, or maybe you can even get a tilly hat for himself. They have those here at Millburgers, too. So, Didn't they say they have a lot of bird fountains? Yeah. Bird baths. We have the fountains bird and bird baths. baths. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's actually, you know, there's some uh, martin houses in there, too, and feeders. Okay. Oh, okay. Some of those uh, weight-sensitive uh, weight feeders, too, here at Melburgers. Good. So lots of gift ideas for Dad. So tell him to come or uh, you come on over and find something perfect for him right here at Melburgers. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. More of Melburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, start your maters. It's time for the Millburgers Top Tomato and Best Salad Bowl Contest for the spring of 2017. That's right, June 17th, 10.30 to 12.15. Check out the Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. Bring in your best tomatoes, and you may win a great prize from Millburgers. You might even be named the Top Tomato. The first division is the Cherry and Smaller and the Regular Size Tomatoes. Then there's the Biggest Tomato Based on Weight. Then one tomato will win an extra prize as you win the best of show champion or top tomato. So there's lots of prizes to be had, lots of fun. In fact, Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate to use that day just for coming out and being a part of the contest and having some fun. So check out MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. MillburgerNursery.com where you'll learn about the upcoming top tomato contest June 17th at Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Looking for a fun and free family outing this summer? Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Each Tuesday evening in June and July at Travis Park downtown, 9.30 a.m. The Answer in the city of San Antonio. Invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week, catch The Secret Life of Pets. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Sponsored by Bahama Bucks, Dave & Buster's, University Health System, and Cricket Wireless. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert, that's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net. Robert Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. 
But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930. You're okay. 930 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. No, no, go, we'll go ahead and... Did you... Tell us about your garden. Oh, here you go. Do you... No. All right, here, let me get this real quick. Got kind of tangled up there. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Milton's our electronics expert. Yeah, there we go. All right. Here, you try this. Tell us a little bit what you're growing. What kind of, you're growing some kind of peppers? Uh, yeah. Here, talk right into that. Like habaneros, Carolina reapers. Are you eating them or just growing them for fun? Uh, eating them. Really? Move stuff. And uh, do you cook with them or just eat them fresh? We cook with some of them. We make salsa and stuff. Yeah. What else in the garden? We have tomatoes. Do you, you, you know what? Remember what tomato varieties you have? Purple ones. So I we just got some purple ones. I forgot what they're called. And then we have um, cherry tomatoes, and then um, other lots of other ones. Yeah, we're getting. Uh, we were talking this uh, morning about we're getting close to the end of the spring crop, and so we'll be pulling those plants and we'll be replanting for the fall. So we here we have two two crops of of tomatoes in spring and fall and then instead of trying to beat the hot weather we'll be trying to beat the cold with that uh, fall bunch your peppers though you can just keep keep growing them they love that yeah. hot weather we put ours in a greenhouse okay. huh we put ours in the greenhouse in the uh winter time and they continue to grow oh, that's good co- yeah that's good idea. so the carolina reapers have gotten really big yeah so tell us about that what 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 is the california uh, the carolina reaper is it a variety? It's, uh, I think it's a lab-made uh, pepper. It's a hybrid that uh, they came up with. It's, I think, about 1.3 million Scoble units, so it's uh-huh. pretty hot. So who, who's who's popping those? Uh, this little girl right here. Woofta. <laughs> You're a little savage. <laughs> so a question about uh, our soil. Um, we try to keep it as organic as possible, but we get a lot of worms in there but specifically we get the grub worms and when i see the grub worms i typically remove them are they bad to have in there do they really live up to the fact that people say they eat the roots or well yeah they'll they, they, they'll eat the roots but uh i think both jerry and i if you if you got a huge amount of them you're gonna it's gonna be tough to garden but almost every garden that's well cultivated has got a few in there and it's and you can you can garden around them uh, yeah, all grubs are not harmful. All grubs are not harmful. Okay. Some of them. So yeah. don't don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't then, know if I needed to control them or. No. The only them. time I get them out is when I do potatoes. There you go. <laughs> are they? Where do you see them? Do they they get around the potato or? Not really. No, they're just in the soil along oh. with a lot of earthworms. We have lots of earthworms. I think yeah. it came from the happy frog stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the grubs will just be in there. They don't like I said. There, the damage they do with grubs do on plants usually occurs in the fall. See, they 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 lay their 
eggs in in June, I guess. Yeah, June bugs. And uh, and then in July and August they they hatch out, and so they feed on the the damaging grubs feed on the uh, the root systems. And, and uh, by they, the time you see the a, damage, yeah, it's too late to control them. Cause right. They've gained so much size and they're done, basically yeah. done feeding. That's why, that's one of those few insects where there's a recommendation that you, if you had them last year, a preventative spray. Some of our lawns really get devastated by grubs. Mm. But, but grubs are in all gardens, especially our highly organic gardens like yours. Are. Yeah, we get quite a few of them. Yeah. Just in one section, I'd tear out all the potatoes. I'll see probably about yeah. 20 of them. Wow. And and if you just just take care of those that you see, mm-hmm. that that'll, it'll help control that'll, it. That'll work. Okay, throw right. them out there for the birds to eat. There you go. Thanks a bunch. You're welcome. All right. All right. Good Ed, luck on your garden. Yeah, you take care. Ed's on the line at 308-8867. Oh, by the way, don't, don't feel that you have to bring me any of those Carolina <laughs> Hey there, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm fine. I hope you guys are doing well. We are, thank you. Um, I've got several questions, but uh, on that guy with the grub worms just now, I think uh, if he has to, uh, he needs to look at those, and if there's a really huge grub worms that are like two or three inches long, uh, he needs to leave them alone. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was talking about those because because whenever when people see those, they think they've got a. Yeah, the a Texas eye, grub worm, you know, the eyes Texas get big size grub worm. Aliens, he's, rhinoceros beetles. He's talking about the little ones. So what well, else is news, Ed? I, the reason I thought he might be having the big ones is because he has, he said he had a lot of earthworms and organic matter in his soil. And right, yeah. What attracts that. those big ones is that rotting material. Right. Uh, and I've edges. taken those big ones before. And actually, because I wasn't sure whether I could, you know, believe all the stories, I took those and put them in pots with, you know, other, you know, with, that I had plants planted in and purposely tested to see if they would eat the roots. And they dug up the whole pot, but they didn't, you know, harm the plants <laughs> anyway. Yeah, good. Well, right, they, let me ask they... you something. When you put BT, like if you have a... Uh, fountain or something like that, and you put BT in it. Uh, does that affect the bees that drink water out of there? No, because they're no. taking that water back to their to their hive. You don't think it'll hurt the the, the larva uh, pupating or, or larval bees? No, because that's specific to uh, that's specific to the worm larvae, caterpillars. Worm larvae. Okay, but that is All an right. inter- well, that is an interesting I, question. I, 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 I bet that, that I bet that's I what's killing that's all the bees, huh? <laughs> I bet that's what's killing all the bees. These these organic people are using BT and killing all the bees. That what well, they that, they again the opinions of the hosts. Uh, <laughs> The opinions of Dr. Parson are... But they're getting sour on... Thank you, Milton. They're uh, getting sour on BT, too, because of its impact on butterflies. So. Oh. Hmm. Um, uh, that right, explains well. the bee thing. We figured it out right here on this program. Right, Jerry, you I, figured it out. I've got a couple of dogs that always go down and jump in the pond that I have 
car. They'll get Absolutely. I mean, they're cooling off. Sure, they love it. Uh, sure. They'll get in the cow trough or whatever. So I put yeah. Them, I made a little gal or I bought a little galvanized tank and I put it in their pen. Where and you know they jump in there and I mean sometimes if it's real hot they'll submerge all the way down to where just the nose is sticking out. <laughs> what I want to know is, off. Uh, is there something that you can put in that water that will keep out the mosquitoes and. Uh, you know, it won't harm the dog, and maybe uh, if I can find something, might even try to uh, combat any kind of fleas or ticks or anything they pick up. I don't know about that. Uh, they make mosquito dunks. Yeah, uh, that you could put is, in there, which is basically yeah. a little bit of BT. Yeah. You know the the other thing that that works pretty well, and I'm trying to think of, I don't think it would have any impact on the. The dogs would be just a little bit of cooking oil. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, it wouldn't work if they're in there churning it. Well, then then you won't have mosquitoes anymore. Yeah, that's true. Well, they jump in and out, but they, you know, the water stays there. I mean, I um, dump it out and put fresh water in periodically, but not often enough to combat the life cycle of a mosquito. So, yeah. Well, I I'd use those mosquito dunks or or it it doesn't take well. I was thinking it doesn't take long for if you put that oil that you're talking about mineral oil in there, it suffocates the larvae. Right. If you can get it to spread over the surface. Oh, right. Right. It, yeah. It the mineral fast. oil is what I was using in the whiskey barrels. Uh, oh, is that right. And it worked for extended periods of time. Of course, we didn't have any animals drinking out of it. Yeah, right. Think, but, or uh, jumping in there. But it did work. It did work well. Well, well I don't think mineral mineral oil is pretty neutral kind of stuff. I wouldn't. Think I made that it. sheen right across the top yeah. of the water Wait. and. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I've never used mineral oil or any kind of petroleum product, but I've used uh, two, three different kinds of vegetable oil, which seems to yeah, work. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work pretty well on a short-term basis. But like in my rain barrels and stuff like that, after a while, it sort of clumps up and quits doing what it needs to do. And I haven't found a, a vegetable oil that will stay in a film for, you know, extended periods of time. So how long did you trace your, your mineral oil work for? Oh, it worked great. I, I put it in about every three weeks or so, and I, and I put it in preventative. I, I wouldn't and it's a, inexpensive stuff, Yeah. Too. It was. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not. I, I understand. I use it for other things too. Uh, but you say it lasts three weeks, and, and you're using mineral oil. Right. That's okay. what Tay said. All right. Now I have a question. Now probably Jerry will know a little bit about this. Uh, I had a dog get into a porcupine. Oh. And what I want to do is find the, the most efficient method of eliminating those porcupines. I've got some tr- big, heavy-duty coon traps, but I don't know what would be the best bait, do you think? Apple? That's what I used up in Minnesota. We used apple. Look at that, Calvin. He was a porcupine trapper in... Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's savage up there. All you got to do is 
spend a full day pulling those quills out of a beloved dog <laughs> to get, get the, I know how you're how Ed's feeling over there yeah well exactly and if you take them to a vet that's licensed to steal uh, oh yeah so Did, uh, uh, getting back to your flea question that do do vets recommend any type of dips for dogs uh, you, you know, like, like I always tell a story about us never have a dog larger than you can get in a garbage can because we used to dip our bird dogs uh, in, uh, I remember in mal- that with malathion. Uh, but I, I, I remember when you said that on, I think it was on TV and started a firestorm of crazy people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they misinterpreted that. I, I don't know. Can't imagine yeah, all the people with their little puppies. I don't. But, think but anyway, does the does, does vet do vets ever recommend the dips for fleas? I don't know. I haven't dealt with a rural vet in so long. But the you know the urban vets are more into the, the to these three. The, yeah, the treating the animal. Yeah, where you just little, put the bot, dab on the stuff every month and systemic. Uh, yeah, but uh, maybe somebody out there that deals with a. Rural vet, if they still. I was I was thinking if there if there's an organic dip that you could use for fleas, uh, that you could put in that water, you know that they jump into. Right, and that now, might even affect the larva too. Right, right, right. But I, I I don't know that. I'm just that's a thought just crossed my mind. Uh, of course, back the, you know the the, the dogs underwater. Uh, the old ti- old timers are, are back for before they had flea control. That was the fe- flea control for the animals. That they would jump in a lake or a stream or whatever and go underwater and drown the fleas. The fleas would come oh, right. off. I was thinking. I was remembering back in East Texas by my peach orchard when the the neighbors or farmer neighbors or ranchers would. Uh, Go ahead and say, you know, they'd let you know, well, we're going to be dipping the dogs. There you bring go. Your, if you want to get take advantage, bring them over. See we'll, there. We'll do everybody. Yeah, there'll be 15, 16 neighbors, everybody, you know. Yeah. And that was East Texas? Yep. And you know what they use, don't you? Malathion. Malathion. Thanks, Ed. All right. Thanks, well, Ed, for calling. Let, let us know if you try that mineral oil. Yeah. I will. All right. Thank you. Right, we're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, start your maters. It's time for the Millburgers Top Tomato and Best Salad Bowl Contest for the spring of 2017. That's right, June 17th, 1030 to 1215. Check out the Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. Bring in your best tomatoes, and you may win a great prize from Millburgers. You might even be named the Top Tomato. The first division is the Cherry and Smaller and the Regular Size Tomatoes. Then there's the Biggest Tomato Based on Weight. Then 
and one tomato will win an extra prize as you win the best of show champion or top tomato. So there's lots of prizes to be had, lots of fun. In fact, Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate to use that day just for coming out and being a part of the contest and having some fun. So check out MillburgerNursery.com for all the details. MillburgerNursery.com where you'll learn about the upcoming Top Tomato Contest June 17th at Millburgers Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez would help you sell. If you're buying or selling a home, I suggest you call Sergio, a 20-year licensed real estate professional. Help you sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Let's do the math. The difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 or more in service and marketing? Probably not. Same service, thousands save that just adds up. Help You Sell is the clear choice in San Antonio and the Hill Country. And you know how I feel about clarity, so call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 for Help You Sell. When it comes to stock market corrections, Take this advice. Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. I'm Dan Webster. And I'm Trina Webster, founders of Z-Quiet. Our story probably sounds familiar. I was desperate to find a solution to my snoring problem, and I tried everything. Pillows, chin straps, even surgery, but I kept snoring. Dan wasn't the only one desperate for a good night's sleep. Our whole family was tired, cranky, and sleep-deprived. So we turned to experts and created a solution that's a total game-changer called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet uses the same technology as professional treatments costing thousands of dollars, but you can find our affordable solution at GetZQuiet.com. We know that snoring is a problem for so many families, and we wanted everyone to benefit from our easy solution. So don't let snoring be a problem. Go to GetZQuiet.com and sleep quiet with ZQuiet. ZQuiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com or text SNORE to 91011. Go to GetZQuiet.com or text SNORE to 91011. I am David Grimillion on a continuing mission to help you get your geek on. Saturday night at 11, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Get your geek on with Dave Grimillion on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., the answer. Head on over to Wild Birds Unlimited, the three locations in San Antonio, and uh, let them help you find a nice Father's Day gift 
for dad. It could be binoculars, hats, yard art again. Uh, the uh, Wild Birds Unlimited has that, or it could be feeders and seed, uh, books. I like that gift certificate idea you have. Yeah, and that would be perfect for Wild Birds Unlimited because uh, they have so much stuff. And uh, maybe you're kind of like, I don't know if he wants this, or I don't know if he wants that. You know what? Let him go. Get the gift certificate to Wild Birds Unlimited. And get, let him go find something. There's all kinds of great stuff, and he's going to find something he likes over there. Uh, the uh, neat thing about Wild Birds Unlimited is besides the items, you're beginning to build a relationship with a nice company that will help you use that or achieve your goals of bringing nature and enjoying it in your home and yard. So uh, going over to Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military, uh, 3009, just about a mile east of uh, I-35, or Wild Birds Unlimited at 1604 and Braun Road. It's Wild Birds Unlimited. 308-8867, that's our number, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. A while ago, we were talking about varmints bothering uh, tomatoes. We never got around to the the real varmints, uh, the ones that do probably do the most harm. And uh, uh, we got a question about... Uh, Animal, uh, something is eating my tomatoes as they start to ripen. What would cause this? What can I do? Uh, and uh, the answer is uh, mockingbirds are most, most common. Did mockingbirds bother you this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, mockingbirds are, they go from Texas persimmon to the figs to tomatoes <laughs> to peaches. They... Are you having ripe figs? Oh, yeah. Are you? But they're picking them off so far. The birds are, birds and squirrels are getting them as they ripen. But there's, I keep telling myself, there's a million of them there. At some point, there'll be so many ripe. They'll be full. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, anyway, the mockingbird damage can be identified by peck holes in the fruit, just as it turns from uh, green to pink and and the pale hints of red. Uh, so what you want to do, uh, if that's a problem, of course, the mockingbirds, sometimes they'll get them when they're in that stage before they turn solid red. And they like to, they like to try a whole bunch of them, too. To yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like they're eating the whole I've, tomato. I've tried leaving a few that they, you know, kind of the obvious ones. Yeah. And, and they continue to eat at them, but that doesn't stop them from trying other ones too. Now that other bird we were talking about the he wood- eats the whole fruit, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, woodpecker, yeah, they really Woodpecker eats the whole fruit. Yeah, yeah they're a full full consumer. Now people say, Well what can I do about it? Said uh, you can discourage bird by wrapping your tomato cages in lightweight bird netting from the hardware hardware store or nursery. Uh, lift it off as you work with your plants or harvest your fruit. I think we and have put bird it back netting on here right too. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here at Millburgers we've got bird netting. And, and uh, I had, uh, you know, you know, they eat persimmons too. Uh, Mr. Moore at the San Antonio Botanical Garden, you go out and see his green, all his green persimmons had one common trait: they were all wrapped. Individual persimmons were wrapped. Gracious. So, uh, and that was for, for, to prevent bird damage. So, I guess you could wrap your tomatoes too. I don't. I don't know if 
What would you wrap them in? Could you use them uh, pantyhose? I, I, I guess if you put pantyhose around uh, the tomatoes. That, uh, it's a lot of pantyhose. Well, you cut them in, in sections, oh. in se- segments. And uh, they, uh, I don't guess they'd peck through that pantyhose or peck. I don't no, know. they wouldn't peck through the pantyhose. But I would imagine, I guess, I guess squirrels, would that stop a squirrel? I think so. Or a raccoon. They don't. They don't like to get that in their teeth. No, they don't want that picking that Ooh, pantyhose out of their yeah. teeth. <laughs> uh, but anyway, your bird netting would also help you on that. Uh, somebody sent a picture in, and uh, they they rather than bird damage. Uh, they blamed it on uh, terrestrial animals. I hope, uh, I'd like to hope it was a raccoon, squirrel, or even possum, but I fear it might have been a rat or field mouse. Do you have rats eating your tomatoes, Kevin? I have from time to time. I've, I don't think they're a major issue now. I got Spider Man. You got your rat rid of your rats? Well, I, you, know, you don't dare go that far. But yeah, they're, but uh, they're pretty much increase the population. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think most of the damage I see are more from squirrels or raccoons yeah. than anything else. And about the only way to prevent that, of course, the cages are uh, wrapping the cages will help that, uh, but uh, it's trap trap the. Trap some of the varmints. Yeah, and as uh, we've said before, give them a new home. They, uh, squirrel or raccoon gets used to that kind of food, and they that's easy pickings. They just keep at it. So yeah. a lot of a lot of times, you uh, the only solution is to trap that particular individual. And especially the raccoons, you might not have any damage for two, three years after that, and then yeah, before one discovers that that's that's a good way to get some food again. That's a good point. Uh, hey, Harvesting early. Tomatoes harvested can be harvested before they actually turn red. That's what we were talking about earlier on in the show. If you if you catch them just as they start to change from green toward light green or pale pink, you can bring them into the house and they'll finish ripening. And the ones the ones uh, the varieties that we recommend have a uh, red ripening gene. In other words, they're ripening solid red, not blotchy like like some of the old time varieties used to do. And uh, surprisingly, they'll lose no flavor or nutritional value when ripened that away. In other words, I t- I was taught in school that once they become once they've turned pink, that they don't get much bigger. And uh, they they certainly will turn red, and and, uh, and they are just as flavorful as uh, as had it had you left them on the on the vine to turn uh, uh, solid red. But people are always like to do red ripe or uh, vine ripened tomatoes. That that is until until the varmints move in and. Uh, and, and get uh, damaged their yeah, fruit. It's pretty frustrating when you have the six or seven big, beautiful, red-deuced tomatoes. Yeah. And they, 
And Mockingbird has taken one little bite out of each one of them. And for some reason, that bothers people. Why Why? Why does that bother people? Uh, don't ask me, because it bothers me for sure. <laughs> well, do you just cut the pecks out, the peck places out? You can, but it, uh, you know, in terms of storage and... Uh, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you eat the ones that have been pecked first. That's, uh, that's uh, I guess... Is, so. They don't spit. A bird uh-huh. doesn't spit, Calvin, so it's not like they've got some... Or they've got uh-huh. some uh, communicable disease that they're spreading. I'll remember this, Milton, when we give Jerry some tomatoes, we'll give yeah. him all the... All the pecks, bro. Peck, I loved yeah. all the... You you worried about getting chirpies? Uh, oh, <laughs> Bubble? Bud is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Yeah, I have an observation. Uh, okay. In the uh, hailstorm of April sixteenth, my. My uh, bird feeders, the little little uh, saucers that I had on my brick decorative wall outside my window here, uh, right. they got all beat to hell. Okay. Able to re- In fact, I still haven't been able to really replace them. I tried on one, but it didn't work. Anyway, my observation is uh, because I did not have the bird feeders and all kinds of birds coming, and most of the time, I didn't have my uh, uh, bird bath with water. The uh, the mockingbirds didn't attack my tomatoes, and uh, the same thing is happening uh, this year. Since I still haven't reinstituted the uh, bird feeders, uh, my, I, I, I can leave the tomatoes on. Uh, much more than I ever thought would be possible. The mockingbirds huh. don't mess with them. I think that's well, interesting. That should, it shouldn't be a factor, though, because the mockingbirds don't eat at the feeders. That's what I was just that's, thinking. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever uh-huh. seen a mockingbird in my feeders. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They, they will eat. They will eat suet if you give them suet feed. But uh, not, I, not I believe uh, there's been other indications that I've had over the years. The mockingbirds here on my place are very territorial. I think when all these other birds coming in here, they don't like it. And if they see something that says, hey, that's my treat over there, you ain't going to get it, he'll go get it. Mockingbird will go get it. Of course, he doesn't have any yeah. competition now because I don't have all these other birds out there. Yeah. Well, no, mockingbirds are, are maybe, very maybe territorial. Maybe, maybe there's nothing to that thought, but uh, I can sure guarantee you this. The day I lost my bird feeders due to the hail, uh, and I haven't replaced them, the mockingbirds are not bothering my tomatoes. I don't let them sit That's out there great. forever. I don't let them That's sit out there news. forever because I just don't trust them. <laughs> but I guarantee <laughs> you this, I don't have to worry so much about you know finding that right moment to pull that tomato off. Okay. Hmm. That's just well, thanks for that information. Cool, thanks, Bud. Observation. Okay. I know. I know those. I know those mockingbirds are are territorial because uh, uh, I he talked to a, a guy that had a vineyard, and uh, he of course the mockingbirds love grapes, and so uh, he would he would always his his recommendation was 
if he killed five mockingbirds, that would they'd leave his grapes alone for the whole season. In other words, they would they wouldn't change territories soon enough to go ahead and get the grapes that huh. season. Hmm. And five five was his his number. Wow. You know, and in, now, he's an old timer. It's know, in, it's interesting. A, uh, I've got a lot of mockingbirds, and then we've got all those martins, and the martins are pretty territorial, but they they seem to ignore each other. It's like the the mockingbird territories are lower, lower. and the and the uh, martins. But even now, though, you know the martins are more aggressive because of the young and everything. But it's they're aggressive to sparrows and hawks and everything else. But there's so this kind of uneasy truce between yeah. mockingbirds and martins for some reason. Those low flying birds, Milton. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. trouble. <laughs> the high flying yeah. birds are great. But, you know, those observations like that are, are, are a little dangerous to make because they, they're different wherever you look and people see different things in, in behaviors than other people do. But it is it's pretty interesting. Did you have a question, ma'am? Can we ask it on the air? Okay, here, I'm going to give you the microphone, and you'll be on the air, and these guys will try to help you. Here you go. You take that. What, what you got? Well, I bought the yellow profusion zinnias about a month, a month and a half ago, and they're just not producing. They're kind of looking a little puny, and I don't know. They get some sun, but I'm not sure if that's the issue. I think that's the that not enough fertility. fertility. How, how much water? Well, we haven't. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was how much water? How much? <laughs> how much water are you giving them too? Um, well, one thing is when they look like this, I think that they need water. Yeah. And I'm watering them. Yeah, cut the cut back. That's a typical. And it's, you know, if that wa- if that container doesn't dry out in between, then they kind of makes it worse. Okay. Yeah, they're in the ground. So Absolutely. so yeah, when they look droopy, I do try to go over and water them. So cut back on the water and fertilize them. What do you suggest? Fertilizer. No, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't fertilize them anymore if they're if they're vigorously growing, then then fertilize them, but otherwise they cuz they're not they're not a real high fertilizer plant. Okay. But uh, the the sun, full sun is important and then just just what you described if they start to show a little issue don't automatically give them more water because you do want them, they need water they're not xeriscape plants but they they need to dry out kind of in between so okay. you know twice a week is what i water mine okay okay i will cut back on the water and then that compounded with not full sun they're not really yeah. drying out okay yeah. why don't why don't you try um when you get tired of fooling with your uh, vinca, uh, zinnias, try some vinca or periwinkle in there. Because they're, these type here don't have the melting issue, right? No, no. The, the cora. Yeah, the cora. The C-O-R-A. And they, they tolerate less sun Absolutely. better than the zinnias Absolutely. do. Okay. And all you have to do is tolerate less sun Absolutely. better than the zinnias Absolutely. do. Okay. And all you have to do is tolerate uglier flowers <laughs> hey, hey 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 yes yes you don't no. use them, don't use them for cut flowers yeah, but no. they're, they're beautiful ornaments. Okay. do you have deer no okay that's no good. deer and second question is we have little roma tomatoes and they're only getting to be about this big and they have a black spot on, on the bottom are they in containers or yes. they're in containers 
That's uh, fertility and fluctuating water. Okay. In other words, letting them dry down and 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 Not grow again, them. Okay. Grow, start growing again when you water them. Uh, but uh, yeah, completely. That, that's black kind of the, the opposite of what we're talking about that on the zinnias. Yeah. So the tomatoes, the aromas need to be kept. Don't let them dry out. Yeah. Okay. They need to be moist. And then Jerry, especially what, in containers. Yeah. What kind of fertilization you? Yeah, you need to keep them well fertilized. Okay. Hmm. Uh, what could you use? What about copious copious amount. amounts of osmocote? Well, that's okay. the first time We've I've heard that. You. Yeah. You've got osmocote. We've got osmocote. Okay. Now will it, will it be too late for this crop? Yeah, it'd be too late for this crop. Okay. But uh, but uh, next next time you do that, uh, especially in containers. You can another thing you can use that we recommend quite a bit is you just some of that soluble that fertilizer that dissolves in water. Uh, water uh, Peters, yeah, Peters, Peters acid, yeah. Okay. and and give them a dose, and that's a quick uh, shot of okay. nitrogen. It's yeah. A, so that, so that sometimes they can catch. That up. might yeah we might want to try the the liquid. But it now. works pretty slick. So, okay, that's how All right, good. good luck. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. But uh, join us next Saturday for Milber- here at Millburgers for the Top Tomato Contest. If you want more information on that or how to participate, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com for more information. Or plantanswers.com. Or plantanswers.com, where you may even get some tips. I think you had some. Yeah, absolutely. You know, write up on uh, entering the contest and how to win. All right, so we'll say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Carlo back at the station doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday, noon to 2, back here at Mill Burgers on 1604 and Bull Road. And, of course, heard right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.